Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts, Alonso and Juan, with the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. Before we dive into it, wanted to uh, to issue a, uh, a huge, huge, huge condolences to the family of Odalis Perez. He was found dead at his home today. And uh, the unfortunate reports that are coming out is that uh, he suffered a blow to the head after falling from a ladder. That's terrible. Uh, deepest, deepest condolences to uh, to his family, uh, former Dodger, uh, former MLB pitcher, multiple other teams. Uh, Odalis Perez passes away today, age of 44. Uh, deepest condolences to his family. Rest in power, Odalis. Of course, we got to transition uh, to... Uh, some more jovial stuff but now on it happened there was a there was a a baby miracle today we got baseball but we have to start off with some other breaking news i refuse to give roger a point for him doing the whole thing about you know baseball starting quote unquote on time uh because that simply is just not true he kept moving the goalposts, and i'm here to propose my argument as to why we should not give him that uh that point and I think our, our listeners should chime in on this. Uh, hit us up on the Twitters, on the Twitter machine, and let us know if uh, Babyface deserves a point just because technically I don't believe there's going to be any games missed. It's going to be a full 162. And uh, Alonzo, I got to tell you, I am completely shocked. I, I didn't think th- that they were going to make a deal this quickly. Uh, and I say quickly, even though it's taken all this time, like, why couldn't they have had these meetings in December and January? But I am surprised that baseball is starting in April and not in June. I am surprised that it's uh, that they were able to come to a certain level of common sense, I guess. Um, and what I mean by that is ownership <laughs> coming to their wits and being like, OK, we've been kind of not cool about this and we got to We got to get this right. It only took them about 100 days, though. And that's that's the other infuriating thing. But neither here nor there because we have baseball now. But I wanted to point out a couple of things that are going to affect uh, your Los Angeles Dodgers uh, that, that stuck out to me in the uh, in the agreements. Uh, one of them is the amount of times that guys can be optioned. Uh, a player can be optioned five times per year. Now, if you go look at Mitch White's transaction history for last year, <laughs> obviously he would have maxed that out about right away so that's going to be interesting to see for the dodgers uh the universal dh that's 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 a big one obviously that's going to change the the strategy in the market for a lot of teams the dodgers included um and then the, the one thing that i find interesting too and <laughs> it's being referred to as the steve cohen tax is the the new third surcharge or fourth level of the uh of the cbt sometimes referred to in the industry as the steve cohen tax that I'm curious to see, I mean, clearly the Dodgers have made it clear that if they're going to field a product that's going to win a title, they don't really care what the implications are with tax and all that jazz. But, um, but for them, you know, for them to make a specific tier 
that could potentially affect the Dodgers. That stuck out to me. What what else stuck out to you, Juan? You know, what stuck out to me, honestly, the, the minimum salary going up, I think, is important only in this sense that they raised the minimum salary and now the minimum salary is on par with the rest of the leagues. The the football, uh, football, NBA and NHL. Now, all those three leagues, and I've said this before, those other three leagues have salary caps. So for them to fight this long just to get to the level of the other leagues, um, I I consider that a win. But everything else that's on here, I I feel is something that was very reasonable. And I just don't understand why it took this long for it to get here, other than the fact that I think the owners were trying to get away with as much as they could. So I applaud the players for for standing in there and and holding out for as as long as they did. I'm sure they didn't get everything. Um, The whole international draft, and I'm sure we're going to get into that later, Alonzo, that to me, I'm still a little nervous uh, because I just don't trust the owners. So the fact that that's still left up in the air to be negotiated, uh, I also think there's a lot of changes that uh, were included in this that I just didn't think they were necessary. Uh, And that's, you know, talking about the schedule, the bases. I mean, maybe someone can convince me as to why they needed larger bases. I was not aware that the bases, the size of the base was, was an issue. The fact that baseball has base envy is something that was completely new to me. I, uh, the base thing, I don't understand. I, I assume the, the, the logic behind it is safety. I assume. Right. Um, I, I, that one, I, I can't wrap my head around. I'm, I am, I, I will say, and to your point, that the players held out for the right things, I think. I, I do believe that at some point the owners were trying to position themselves, for lack of a better term, for a salary cap and you know, to try to limit that. But I think what they should do, and I'm sure the players rebuttaled with it, is they need to implement a salary floor before they do a salary cap. Because if they if you still have the Pittsburgh Pirates that are going to spend, we'll say, $35 million on their entire payroll, then you got the Los Angeles Dodgers that are spent. I think last year was 212. Like it's not even close. So there has to be you know a middle ground there. So I I applaud the players for for you know biting on the proverbial mouthpiece and and you know kind of going in. Because they they made some some gains. The minimum salary thing is huge. Um, the uh, the draft lottery uh, at six picks is huge. Uh, the amateur draft being twenty rounds that's interesting too. Um, so I mean those are those are notable things. And then also you know the pre the pre arbitration bonus pool is at fifty million, and that was something that they were fighting for as well to uh, to increase that as well. So all in all, I think the players you know we talked about this before. The players got killed in the last CBA. And they weren't going to get killed with this one. And that's just the end all be all. And so I applaud them for holding their ground. Um, and, and now we have baseball and we have baseball for a full season. And we also have Roger not getting a point. So all in all, it's a win. So I, I'm, I'm cool with that. I am curious to hear your take though. Uh, as far as where everything is at, there is a lot of, a lot of notable free agents, a lot. And like your, you know, your top 10 free agents, According to a lot of folks, or or Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, Freddie Freeman, Nick Castellanos, Clayton Kershaw, Anthony Rizzo, Carlos Rodon, Kyle Schwarber, and C.S. Suzuki. I personally want 
the Dodgers to sign Nick Castellanos solely for memes. That's it. Don't care about anything else. I only want him to be with the Dodgers for memes and memes only. Be that as it may, a lot of lot of heat around the uh, the Freddie uh, Frederick Freeman uh, market. I, uh, I I I think the Dodgers. I and I've said it before, the Dodgers should give him, you know, seven years, one sixty, somewhere in that range, one eighty, uh, even two hundred. But I wouldn't be mad if they didn't sign him because there's obviously still a bunch of good players there, especially now with the DH changing everything. You can go out and get a Chris Bryant, let Justin Turner DH. You can go out and get a Trevor Story. He's open to playing third. Still let Justin Turner DH. My prediction that I made when when Toribio and Castillo were here was that the Dodgers do sign Trevor Story because I had a gut feeling that they were going to have the universal DH. They put Trevor wherever he wants. He just wants that shortstop money. I can't I can't fault the guy. But uh, it, now the stove is heating up. So what say you to the stove? Well, first of all, I, I agree with you. I would love to have Nick Castellanos on the team only just because, and there's a deep drive into left field and that is gone and that's going to make it four to nothing. Um, well, done. I, I, you know, I think it's just going to be interesting in the sense of, I, I think pitching has to be the priority, right? And also the fact that they have the number one farm system, but I still feel that all the talent in the farm system is probably going to be now in what double A because they were all in single A last year. Yeah, somewhere in there. So I don't know how much they can rely on the minor league to fill out their bench. So the Freddie Freeman thing, I think Freddie, I would love to have Freddie Freeman, but I think Freddie Freeman's staying with the Braves. I, this whole thing with him going to the Yankees, I, I think it's just they're using the Yankees to try to squeeze as much money as they can out of the Braves. Um, I, I would love for the Dodgers to go ahead and pull that because if you do that, then Max Muncy has said that he would willingly play second base. I think the universal DH is a game changer for the Dodgers. There is one person I'm very curious to see because he'll be coming back healthy. Edwin Rios. Edwin Rios is to me a perfect candidate to see some DH time. So the, if they don't, if they strike out on these big free agents, Castellanos and Freeman, I would love for them to throw that money at shoring up the bench and just getting depth because that depth wasn't there last year. Right. I don't want to see Steven Souza pinch hitting in the playoffs. And that that's, that's where I think the Dodgers are going to have an advantage. And one of the things that I'm going to be very interested in seeing is Part of the reason for this lockout is that the young guys weren't getting paid and also the middle guys, the average guys, your your middle class, so to speak, those guys weren't getting paid. So I'm wondering if that third level, that second level tier uh, free agent, how much money are they going to get? Because if the owner starts squeezing them, maybe the Dodgers can come in there and clean house and end up getting some free agents that they probably had no business getting. Well, and I mean, there's going to be guys like a Michael Conforto, Jorge Soler, those those kind of middle-of-the-road guys, no disrespect to them, but just as far as rankings go, that they're going to garner a lot more interest, especially now with the Universal DH. And so I, I and those guys, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys, like I read a thing a while ago that Conforto was, was having, you know, kind of hot and heavy conversations with the Yankees. And it was in the realm of two years, 20 million. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. You know, 
10 million on average sorts of deals for those sorts of guys. And, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of how that market goes. Obviously when we're talking about the top 10 free agents, Kershaw's going to get the bag. Let's just be hundred percent honest, right? It's like Pat McAfee said the other day, Aaron Rodgers was going to get paid no matter what. It just was a matter of where Kershaw's the same thing. Kershaw goes to Texas, comes here, stays here rather. Hell, even if he goes to New York, obviously he's not going to go to New York, but wherever he goes, he's going to get the bag. And it's never been about the money with Kirsch. It's more about the situation. And so I think regardless of where he goes, he's probably going to get a three-year, $100 million deal. That's kind of the vibe I've, I've, I've kind of you know stuck with. And I feel like that's a fair contract as well for Clayton because it's Clayton Kershaw. Like, come on, let's just be 100% honest. The other dude that I'm super interested to see what his market is like is Carlos Rodon because he's much to everyone's surprise. You know, he didn't stay. He didn't stay there. Don't, I don't understand the whole not extending him thing. It is what it is. But that dude, that dude's going to have a, a really hot market. And then the other thing that, you know, unfortunately has to be discussed is what are the Dodgers going to do with Trevor Bauer? You know, once they decide the thing with Trevor Bauer, obviously MLB has to get involved and that's going to, you know, that that's going to dictate some stuff, but that that's going to require them getting arms. So, I mean, that that's, that's where the Dodgers are, are, are kind of in an interesting, you know, and obviously the rich are only going to get richer. So, I mean, they could go out, get, you know, some solid bench guys that I hope are not, and no offense to Steven Souza, he's a great player, but, you know, a, a, just a, a more well-rounded bench like that 2020 team, your Kike exactly. of the world. I, I, I low key want them to re-sign Jock Peterson and they could use him. You know, obviously they could have a rotating outfield, but as you know, there's always a log jam somewhere with the Dodgers and, and that's the downside to that. But interestingly enough, and I know it might be cryptic and, you know, his fans are seeing it too. He's been retweeting stuff. He's been liking stuff from Dodgers fans asking the Dodgers to bring him back. So anything is possible, but, I want to hear from Roger because Roger has a, a, a different perspective than you and I have. Roger, what do you think is going to happen during this pandemonious free agent period that's about to begin? Well, I was just thinking right now when you brought up Bauer, I'm, I would think something's going to happen by Sunday because that's when is there, that's what the mandatory report date to, to spring training. So yes, why are you going to let this guy report to spring training? You know, if nothing's been decided. You don't think they're going to continue the administrative leave? Well, that's what I'm saying. Something has to go down by Sunday. Either he's going to get suspended or whatever they're going to do, and they need to make that decision by Sunday before he actually reports to camp for right. an hour. Um, and then as far as the other things, I mean, Kershaw, I think, I think we'll know something from Kershaw by Sunday as well, by the time camp opens up. You know, if he's got, if he's going to go to camp, I think he's going to want to be there. If he's, you know, if he's healthy, we don't know what his status is. So if he's healthy, he should be in camp by Sunday. You know, he'll be there. Other guys that. I, so I wait think, for for Kershaw, it'll be Sunday after his uh, raising cane shift, right? That's yeah. Do, when, you, do you think he'll hold the press conference through the uh, raising canes drive-through? I, I will be livid if it's not from raising canes. I will right? literally. Is, it, is, he, is he scheduled for Sunday? Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen the schedule I, yet. Uh, no one has leaked the schedule to us, but we will uh, get our best people. Well, in. I know he won't be at Chick Fil A on Sunday. I'll call. I'll call tomorrow and see if he's working Sunday, and then and then we'll know. 
Quantas Midas with the shade, by the way. <laughs> by the way, that is a Travis. I mean, I get why they're not open, but come on, man. Like chicken Sunday. Come on. Anyway, as you were saying, Roger. So as uh I think Joe Kelly is close. Um I think yeah, he should be uh, I think he'll be resigned probably within the next day or two. Um if you heard um he, he had a lot of mutual interest with the Dodgers, so I think they were probably just waiting for this thing to end and we should see Kelly back. Um uh, but we still got a uh we don't have a closer. So tentatively. Tentatively. I mean Blake Trinan can close, but yeah. Kenley, I think from what I heard, Kenley's looking for three years. Yeah. What number would you give Kenley at three years? I man, I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. If you're given a Jorge Soler, a Michael Conforto, two years, 10 million, I'm sorry, 20 million, you got to give Kenley three years, probably 60. So, so here's the thing, right? What pissed off the players so much the last few years in the offseason? Nobody was giving out deals, right? right? None of these owners were giving out deals. One of the things that I would love to see if it ever comes out to me, this ownership group, even though they, I mean, the owners in Major League Baseball, even though they voted 30 to nothing to ratify this deal, to me, these owners are really playing like, like a Congress. It feels like there's one or two owners from a small market, just like senators from small states that have populations that Los Angeles is bigger from, and they're holding the rest of the country uh, you know, hostage. I wonder how many of those owners, I, I want to know which were the owners that were holding these deals up or pushing for this stuff, because those I bet you are the owners who aren't going to spend. So right. again, this is going to be uh, something where I think the Dodgers and I trust Freeman, but I think if, if they strike out on these big uh, free agents, I really think, yeah, like you just mentioned earlier, Alonzo, Carlos Rondon, from my sources in, in Chicago, the reason why he wasn't extended is because Reinsdorf is cheap and Reinsdorf won't, won't pay anybody. Right. So, I, I mean, for me, it, it's these owners, is in, in going back to what you said, why there wasn't a floor included, I'm curious to see if the players fought for that and the owners, you know, took it off the table. And, and if they did that, we're still going to have the same issue. And one of the things we haven't talked about yet is the fact that it is now going to be 12 teams making the playoffs. No, and the reason I was purposefully leaving that out until the end is uh, I, I was going to let Roger start it off. Uh, so we'll, 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 just, we'll just dive into it then. Roger, what is your take of the, uh, the, the playoff expansion? I wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, definitely I couldn't do the 14. I mean, I'm okay with the 12 kind of, um, it seems like, you know, it, it will work. I mean, the, the format seems fine. So I'm okay with 12. Um, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Can you, can you break down the, the format for our listeners who are not familiar with what this new playoff format? So, is going to be? so the top seeds are going to get a, a buy. Uh, so the top seed in each league will get a buy, and then uh, the remaining seeds will play. Uh, so it's going to be two, uh, two out of three. So best two out of three series, and then so it goes by seeding, and then basically 
uh, the lower seed will get the number one seed from those from those two series. Listen, man, I I'm cool with it. I personally am the. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm personally of the type that baseball should have stayed with the traditional setup because of the hot hand thing. Because you know teams get hot at the right time, as we saw a few years ago, the Nationals beat the Dodgers. Nationals were the wild card team. They'll beat the Dodgers to eventually go on and win the World Series. So, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously it gives guys. You know, Justin Justin Brule, who who joined us last week, talked a little bit about it. It does give guys time to recover a little bit, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it is a grind. But uh, I mean, I I think it's better than fourteen. I'll say that it's way better than 14. Cause I mean, at that point you're literally letting it have to leave. And yeah. also with the first round buy, I mean, that could be, you know, it could let guys rest, but also, you know, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be a week? Is it going to be a week between games? You know, are they going to kind of cool down a little bit? So it remains to be seen, you know, the first round buy might be a disadvantage to some teams. If you know if they're playing hot, right? Hey, we saw what it did to the Rockies that year that they made it to the World Series. They were red hot, and they had to wait a week Guessed. for the Red Sox. Guest. And by the way, we should also announce now uh, that the Colorado Rockies have been eliminated from postseason <laughs> contention. Now that the season has started, we can officially announce that. Uh, condolences to our friends in Denver, Brian Kilpatrick. Shout out to you, homie. Um, we're huge in Denver. Huge, huge. Yes. Um, I uh, I mean, I, I am curious to see how that part of it plays out. I mean, that's obviously the gamesmanship as well. Um, where you know they may take you know like Roger was saying, they may take four days off, they may take five days off, and that could either be good or bad. You know, because guys, especially at that time of the year, they're in a zone, and it, it it can go either way. Again, I'm still way more stoked on twelve than fourteen. Because you're literally letting half the league into the playoffs at that point. And then at that juncture, it's like, then why are we doing the playoffs? So is it the top two teams in each league are going to get the buy? Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 almost like the playoff system that the NFL did, where the yeah. the two top seeds get the the well, now it's only one, but each top seed in each uh conference gets a buy. And then from there, you know, they, they do. I mean, obviously the NFL playoffs are significantly shorter, but it, it's kind of the same model, if you will, whereas the NBA now has the play-in game. So that's that's kind of where the difference is. But we'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see how it goes because, I mean, if everyone hates it, well, we just got five years of it. It's not like the BCS where we had to wait 10 to figure out what the hell is going on with that. Um, I, I, I just, I, it, to me, it just fascinates me because everybody complains about how long a baseball season is. And right. now we're going to make the playoffs even longer than, than what they are. Well, I, what it is, it, though, is because people actually watch playoff games. That's the difference. Right. But then why? I, I am curious to see if the players countered with this. I doubt they did. Or if right. anyone countered with this. Okay, if we're going to have this extended playoff and we're going to allow basically almost half the league to, to get into the playoffs, let's shorten the season. And I'm sure our owners weren't going to want to do that because they're going to lose at the gate if you shorten the season. Right. So and I guess they're hoping that they can make it back with by hosting a playoff round where they can raise ticket prices. But I, mean, I, I find that very interesting. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you at this point. 
I don't understand their business model just because they, they go back and forth so much on stuff. And even, I mean, we asked Justin point blank, Hey man, are they telling you why they're rebuttaling or, you know, counterpointing whatever you're trying to do? And no, no. So I don't think anyone really fully understands the, the business model, but I did see some people say it and I agree if this would have dragged out longer and if they would have kept bickering about money, cool. Show us your books, just show us your books. And this all goes away, but they were never going to do that because they weren't, they weren't negotiating in good faith to begin with. That's why we're here. So uh, be that as it may, we have baseball now. I couldn't be more happy. And here we are. Um, one other thing too, dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot of free agents and there's a lot of guys that I forgot that signed. For instance, I forgot that Javi Baez is a Detroit Tiger. I so, completely so, forgot about that. But so the the number is what like six hundred free agents right now? Something like that. I, I'm I'm reading through this chart. It's 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 a long it's a long chart. I'm trying to and, and so they have to report by the thirteenth. Obviously, uh-huh. the, the people who have already signed with the team, right? But I, I, I'm really curious what this is going to do to players' health because I almost I, I mean I'm sure we've seen the videos. We've seen that a lot of players have been going going to these camps and they've already kind of started their training. Right. Do you feel like there is going to be an acceleration? Because I don't believe that spring training is going to be as long as it normally is. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it won't be as long. I don't think. I don't think it'll be an issue because what these guys do around this time of year, they're already wired to be in shape. So I, I, I'm not overly worried about that. Obviously the thing that's just going to take forever to get some of these deals done, done are, are like physicals, stuff like that. But uh, outside of that, uh, I don't foresee it really being an issue just because these guys, by the time they get to, you know, to this time of the year that, you know, basically after Christmas, it's, it's go time to get into shape, to be ready by you know by the time to report and then you have that extra week or two to kind of get in shape before they start playing so i i don't foresee being an issue if anything it'll probably be an advantage for a lot of these guys because they've just been on their throwing programs you know they've intensified cardio by this point all that stuff so i like we saw a video of amir garrett the other day or yesterday where he's working on his throws dude's already you know thrown almost full strength so i i i don't think it's an issue because like i said nowadays some of these guys also just work out year round. So, uh, so it's one of those things too, where if it was an issue, obviously they probably would have extended that period. But since, you know, everyone was eager to get it going, that tells me that, Hey, we're not worried about that. I did ask, I did ask Justin and he said four weeks should be good to go for spring training. Yeah. About a month is pretty normal. Like a month is, you know, you get a couple re- you know, cause obviously reps at the spring training level to, show level different but you still got to get your reps in as they've always said what were you going to say Juan sorry no you you brought you brought up an interesting point in the sense that if this continued if they hadn't have made the deal today uh you know that owners open up their books I was really starting to get the sentiment that when the deal didn't happen on Wednesday that it was the tide was starting to turn against the players and I I I don't know if you guys got that same impression, but I have to say major league baseball's media and the fact that they had as many talking heads, just, you know, spitting out their, their version of the story, as much as, as many players as we saw out there trying to speak out again, Max Scherzer had tweeted 
that he was there and the international draft was never brought up. I, I really started to feel after the deal that, that there were a lot of people pointing the fingers at the players and saying it was the players. And I, I, I think that's a problem that the fact that the, I mean, I get it. It's the owner's league, but the fact that so many people in baseball media were willing to repeat the owner's talking points. I mean, Jeff Passan was the only one that, well, I can't say he was the only one, but he very vehemently came out for the players. And he works for a company that is a partner of Major League Baseball. So I'm really curious how ESPN addressed that with Jeff Passan. And this morning, Jeff Passan got hacked. His Twitter got hacked. So, yes. I do believe in in uh, the grassy knoll. I do believe in all that conspiracy back into the left, back into the left. There was a second spitter. There was. So I, I just did any of you. Did you guys think that sentiment was starting to turn on the players? I don't think so. I, I feel like the people that were trying to spread that narrative were kind of your quote unquote usual suspects um, that probably wouldn't appreciate what I really thought of them. But um, but that's because I'm pro labor, pro player, and at the end of the day, I don't think anything happened to pass him. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they reprimanded him. I don't even think they ripped him a new one because he's Jeff fucking pass. And by the way, I got a sweet NFT today because of Jeff Jeff Pass. So uh, I learned what that was. So thanks, <laughs> Jeff, for the uh, the NFT. But no, I, I, maybe dude, face, I, what, what do you think? Do you think it, it was turning against the players? Um. I mean, there was a certain tweeter that we saw that was pretty pissed off yesterday. But <laughs> besides that, I mean, uh, it was still kind of that same narrative that we've been pointing out that Muncie told us everything that you that you see is not necessarily true. And I think the MLB and MLB writers were kind of pushing, hey, it's getting close since last week. It's getting close. It's getting close. It could happen tonight. It could happen tonight. And then it don't happen doesn't happen that night and it goes to the next day and then the next day it changes like oh things aren't going smoothly today blah 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 and then kind of to push it like oh no no deal kind of to push that on the players you know trying to say like oh it's their fault now yeah i mean i saw that happening a lot but i mean i still think you know these are people that that i saw on twitter like on our feed they, they still kind of knew yeah you know this is mlb just kind of trying to push something and you know pushing their pushing their narrative and you know the players the players aren't really at fault. And uh, also, just to uh, get it out there, uh, the skip, Doc Roberts, uh, quote, just told Sportsman LA that it's fair to say that you're going to see, you're going to see some new faces here and there in the next week to 10 days uh, talking about the, uh, the Dodgers roster. So it hasn't started yet, but there will be pandemonium when uh, free agency begins. So as we wrap this guy up, uh, I, I want to hear everyone's predictions with free agency with the Dodgers. I think they re-sign Kelly. I think they re-sign Kershaw. I don't think they signed Freddie Freeman. And out of nowhere, they signed Trevor Story. What about you guys? Ooh, the Trevor Story is very interesting because the Yankees don't have a shortstop. So I would assume that the Yankees would be in on Trevor Story. Um I mean, I get the reason why the trade didn't happen with the Rockies and the Yankees last year, because right. the Rockies front office doesn't seem like uh, they had a handle on things over there. Uh, I agree with you. I am as much as I would love to see Freddie Freeman as a Dodger. I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, I think Kershaw, uh, to me, Kershaw is going to get a Kobe Bryant deal. Right. It, I mean, it's a lifetime deal. Uh, and, and I think it's owed to him, man. I mean, that guy has back problems because he carried the Dodgers for as many seasons as he did. And just look at this past postseason. When you saw Walker Bueller have to pitch on three days rest, you saw how hard that was. So I hope people took notice of that and realized that repeatedly we asked Kershaw to do that. And there was a reason why Kershaw wasn't successful because it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to probably sign many mid-level free agents. I think Kenley Jansen is gone unless he gives a hometown discount, unless Kenley decides, you know, I I don't want to pitch for anyone else. And that's one of the things that you just really underestimate and that he's getting older and that is wanting to, to, you know, play for a winner because I'm sure the Marlins, uh, Juan Toribio of MLB.com told us this last time that the Marlins would love to have Kenley Jansen. So that's one of those things where if the Marlins throw money at him, which I would be surprised, but let's say they do, I think it's going to be kind of hard for Kenley to turn that down considering that's going to be probably his last big payday. So I, I see the Dodgers spending a lot of money on mid-level um, free agents, but I also see the Dodgers pulling off some trades. And I, I think those trades are going to be for pitching because things can go left real quickly. I, I would not be surprised if one of the trading chips might be Roger's favorite cat, Tony Gonsolin. Uh, if they can flip him for somebody, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he would be included in that in that deal i should also say the reason i left kenley out that's literally a coin flip at this point yeah because i think it's gonna it's also gonna be dependent on what he wants if he legit wants three years i'm sure they'll seriously consider it but if he wants like a four or five year deal hey man you know maybe meet us in the middle you know player option i so that that's gonna be an interesting thing uh just since you're talking trades and then I'll throw it to, to Roger, uh, a, a chip that I would, I would closely uh, pay attention to if the Dodgers are going to be that aggressive now. Uh, if not, it'll be in the summer, Gavin Lux. Cause Gavin, the Gavin Lux experiment is still, the verdict is still out, but they still have enough upside where they can get something for him. He's not like AD for the Lakers, where if you trade AD right now, you ain't getting nothing for him. Just like you're not going to get nothing for Russ. Whereas Gavin does have upside, Gavin's still young, Gavin's still learning, and uh, and clearly they, they can definitely get some sort of a return on him. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Catman's always interesting. Uh, I know, I know that's one of Roger's favorites, uh, and and so it'll that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But Roger, what are what are your predictions for the pandemonium that's about to ensue? I think uh, Mariachi Joe comes back, uh, Kershaw. Comes back, um, and then I'm not sure on Freeman. I think uh, I think it's coming down to the Dodgers or Braves, but I, I I'm not sure. And if they if they don't sign him, I think they might check in with the A's on Olsen or Chapman um, as far as trades. And um, weren't they talking to the Reds too as far as pitchers? You know, so Castillo. Yeah, so they might check in there again to see. I mean, 
If it, even if we get Kershaw back, we don't know what's going to happen with Bauer. So pitching's still a little thin. So I, I see them probably trading um, to, to bolster up that, that um, starting, starting rotation. You know what? You, you just made me think of something. You know, I, I was convinced that trades would be an option. But now I wonder if the 12-team playoff is going to limit trades in the offseason because people might, these owners might think, you know, we, we have a chance. I mean, depending on how the season goes, there might be a 500 team. I, I know, uh, Roger, you've said this before. There might be a team that's barely over 500. There might be a team that's under 500 that's going to get into the playoffs. And because of that, I wonder what that's going to do to trades in the offseason, and I wonder what that's going to do in the trade deadline. Well, and here's the other thing, too. It was reported during the lockout that before the lockout that the Tampa Bay Rays had made a serious offer to Freddie Freeman. Tampa Bay Rays aren't known to be that aggressive with that, those sorts of numbers and years. So it's going to change that dynamic as well for some of those teams that are like, uh, you know, we, we may be able to get in because they're also going to look at it like, well, if we're not there, then we can just move this guy and get some, get return on it. So that that's going to, that's the other kind of change that this CBA is. And it's no longer over. a one game playoff. No, it's no best out of three. So uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the other kind of weird caveat <laughs> that, uh, that, that you know, that that's been brought on by this CBA. Um, and I mean, and again, there's still a lot of guys that signed pre lockout. There's even more guys that haven't signed post lockout. We saw like Andrew McCutcheon tweeted, cool. Where am I going to sign? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, so it's going to be interesting to see how all of that pans out. And dude, there's a lot of dudes out there. I mean, you still, I mean, Brad hand is available. That, that he's a very, he could be a very good fit that, you know, that could potentially take over that. Corey Canable spot that's but, gone. But you know what? I think the Dodgers bullpen, I, honestly, I don't know if they need much action in there because Caleb Ferguson is coming back. Right. Conley is, is going to be healthy this year. I, I mean, you have people on the 40 man roster that aren't necessarily, you know, guaranteed a role in the, in that bullpen. But I, for me, I, I think the bullpen is looking pretty solid. It, it's the starting pitching is, I, I think that's where the real crapshoot is. No, no, no. I mean, regardless that whether you, if you're trying to get depth, then the more you yeah. bolster your pitching, the better it is for you in the long run, right? Also yeah. the bench, of course. But, but now with the DH, that kind of changes a lot of the dynamic as far as how you build out that roster. So, yeah, you could go out and get a Nick Castellanos. And that guy can be your DH. That guy can, you know, he can play your outfield as well. Or you go out and get a Jock Peterson that can do the same thing too and won't be as expensive as Nick Castellanos. So, you know, there's there's that dynamic. I mean, there's, again, there's guys, like like I mentioned, Brad Hand is available. Danny Duffy's available. Um, you know, there's a whole, whole kind of, Zach Greinke's available. <laughs> so, I mean, and that would be interesting to see if Zach Greinke ends up being a Dodger again. You know, because he, he had a pretty good run uh, as far as that goes. Uh, so, I mean, dude, it's going to be nuts because, I mean, like I said, a lot of these guys have already signed, you know, the, the kind of your usual suspects, if you will. And now it's going to be just straight pandemonium. And you know what? I'm here for it because we didn't have any of this for since November. So, you know, th there was no uh, no holiday celebrations of uh, free agency. It's all just going to be in one jam-packed few days. 
but I can still say that baseball's back and we're, and we're here for it and shit's about to get crazy and I'm stoked for it. Go Before ahead. we go Alonzo, I just, we didn't address it and I just have a question. Sure. Uh, David Price, is he going to be considered for the starting rotation or is he a bullpen guy from this point on? That's a great question. I mean, I, I, no one can deny his resume, right? It's a matter of him being healthy. And so, you know, I found it interesting that Justin Brule, who joined us, uh, made a point to tell us about David Price, about yeah. how everyone in that bullpen loved being around him. You know, they all kind of, uh, you know, they, they all bonded, if you will, um, and, and respect him. Uh, so that was interesting to hear. So obviously, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they keep him with all these young guys to kind of, you know, be that major leaguer as everyone kind of always talks about. Um, but I mean, he does have value, you know, cause he can still throw, you know, he, he may not be David, you know, David price, Boston Red Sox, you know, mid early two thousands, but I mean, the dude can still play. Yeah, we shall see. I guess it, now we actually get to talk baseball for the next couple of weeks. So that, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it, dude. And you, you know how wild it would be if the Dodgers traded for Matt Olson. Do you know how wild that would be, or one or one of those guys? Well, you know now that Billy Bean's not over there, I, I, I guess I, that's true. I, I wonder what a deal would take. I mean, because usually Oakland always wants to fleece everybody. Right. And, and especially the Dodgers. So, no, I mean, this is great. We're, we're finally going to actually be able to to talk actual transactions. The only thing I'm just not looking forward to is, and I think I'm going to have to stay off the Twitter, is all these rumors, this mind-numbing stovetop, as, as, it's stove talk that it's just like, come on, man, that, that's, that's not real. Stop trying to make this thing a real thing. That's why, I mean, I just, I feel, I mean, I'll probably have egg on my face and when Freddie Freeman signs with the Yankees, but when I first saw that on Twitter, I was just like, they're trying to, they're using the Yankees to up his price and get the Braves to pay. Listen, everyone does that. So I, I don't fault you for thinking that, but at the same time, there's, there's only a handful of teams that dude would play for to begin with. Yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, and again, I don't, I, I don't even think, I mean, if there's anyone that's going to take it personal that he doesn't sign with the Dodgers, it's going to be babyface. He's going to be pissed for weeks. Like, why didn't this freaking guy sign with, you know what I mean? So it's, for me, it's, it's either the Braves or the Yankees for two reasons and two reasons only. One, it's to get away, obviously, from Atlanta and not play against Atlanta. Or two, they were legitimately just not coming to terms and they realize now, yo, we were dumb. We need to fix this. That's it. Those are the only two reasons why I don't think that it's going to end up here to begin with. I think he ends up in one of those two markets, which aren't bad markets to begin with. That's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. I'm keeping it simple for you because sometimes that's all it is. It's just that simple. It's not even like you said, these things that are people wanting to turn into things that are not things. Yeah. Hey, baby face. If Freeman doesn't sign with the Dodgers, does he make your list? I don't have a list, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm cool. If he doesn't sign. Just like if we don't talk about fight club. Yeah, there is no fight club. There is no fight club, which, by the way, Bob Costas still is in Juan Ramirez's fight club. That's right. So, uh, so we'll just keep that on the record. But on that note, we won this episode of the podcast. Hey, baseball's back. Uh, so we, you know, we got the season going kind of already, but we actually got it going now. We're working on a lot of cool stuff. So we really appreciate you guys' support. Huge thanks to Believe. That's the network that we're on. 
also wouldn't be on if it wasn't for you guys and the support. And uh, yeah, we got some cool stuff down the pipe. So we just wanted to uh, touch base. And, uh, and and here we go. Season dos of the podcast. We can now officially say it's starting because now we can actually talk baseball and not just stuff about baseball. That's right. Uh, well, on that note, from your boys, Alonso Juan and the baby face gimmick in the sky. This is the Bleed Los Podcast. Please give us a follow on all the socials. You'll see all that. If you if you found this podcast, you'll find all that. So on that note, thanks again. We'll catch you down the road. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.